I'm Charles Krausen, and this is Outside the Box, the podcast from Walmart. This season, we're talking about two things everyone could use more of, time and money. And we're asking, can you put a price on time? With the powerful tech we all now hold in our hands, we are able to do so much from anywhere and at any time. So how do we find the balance between productivity and our personal lives. It's the luxury of being able to stop and pause and think. That is something that our our clients get when they can come in to get a treatment. That's Michael Pollack. He's the co-founder and chief brand officer for Heyday. We're used to hearing, you know, a grandmother say like, oh, back in my Heyday, I was young, I was beautiful, and yet it's a very familiar word. Heyday is a skincare shop where you can buy products and get facials, but Michael sees his clients buying something else when they make an appointment some time to themselves. Every day can be your heyday. It can be the period of your life where you feel kind of at your best, at your peak, at your strongest. And there's something beautiful about saying every day can be your heyday. Skin is personal. And launching this business came from a personal place for Michael too. You see, he got his very first facial just a year and a half before launching Heyday. Had I not had that experience, um, I may have thought, okay, this is an interesting idea, but because I had had that experience and um, the esthetician I worked with understood my skin right away from, you know, ask, asking a couple of questions, but also sort of examining it um, and could tell what side of the bed I slept on in terms of my pores. And that immediately kind of spoke to me and I said, oh, this is really interesting. There, there must be a way to bring this out um, so that more people can kind of experience it. And the whole idea was um, to kind of take facials or professional skincare out of the luxury spa where I think it's traditionally always lived. So bringing skincare as part of self-care, as part of wellness, as part of that sort of general suite of things out, out into a place where more people can tap into it. How fascinating was it to have someone sit across from you and basically read your face like tree rings when you think about it? Totally. And not only sort of the, the history of, of my skin that I had, you know, taken Accutane in high school and dealt with acne, but also she was such a great detective. She just asked a few questions and, you know, one of them was, okay, so you're working out, you know, you shower in the morning, you may shower at night. What are you doing after your workout? Are you washing your face? Are you showering? And, you know, the answer was to speed things along, I wouldn't wash my hair because I was like, I just got to move on to, to the next thing throughout my day. And she was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to have you cleanse with a specific type of cleanser that's gentle enough that you can use it multiple times during the day and that sort of cured it right away so I was I was immediately intrigued that this idea of having this this detective or partner on your side that can kind of help you figure out your skin if you look out there there's so many blogs there's magazines there's so many resources that I think the general consumer today uses to try to figure out a skincare routine when kind of all along there's been these licensed estheticians who's who literally study skin and how to take care of it every day and what ingredients work for it. And I just think that's kind of a, it's a totally magical kind of uh, craft that hasn't been uh, made available to more people. Tell me about your client, your clientele, who you're targeting, bringing the services of Heyday to customers at a more, more affordable price point. What we were really excited about is in the first year, uh, over about 50% of our clients had never had a facial before, which was a huge surprise to us. Um, and I think that that was exciting in terms of validating that oh, we're not just 
we're not just speaking to people who've experienced facials and skincare before, but we're speaking to new people and that there's a need for this to exist. We're not just kind of, you know, creating something totally new. Um, we're growing, we're, we're growing the market and creating something new. Um, I think our client is is twofold. You've got the folks who have experienced skincare, but clearly in some way or another weren't engaging with it as regularly. Um, and then you've got the folks that are completely new to it and sort of like me, that year and a half before rolling up the sleeves to do this, had some kind of aha moment um, in, a, in a treatment um, where they learned, yes, this is something I should do and I can kind of start incrementally, have, so, have a resource once a month, build a regimen at home. Um, and, you know, we're kind of not about taking you from zero to 100 right away. We kind of want to be there with somebody as kind of they grow in their journey. So we've seen... Um, a huge number of our clients kind of decide to come once a month and dedicate that time for themselves to kind of check in, um, you know, check in with their skin as well as kind of just unplug for a bit. Um, and that's been really rewarding to see to see happen. When you began examining the feasibility of this and whether or not it's something that could thrive, why was this the right time to launch your company? I think there's a movement to trusting brands that I think do one thing and do it really well. Whether it's a fitness concept or a beauty concept or a food concept, this idea today that if I'm going to buy sheets, I'm going to go to this brand. If I'm going to create meals, I'm going to go to this place. Um, and I think that sort of specialization kind of laid the groundwork for us to say, we're just going to do facials, and that's really what we're going to focus on. You have a very fascinating and diverse background, architecture, interior design, all of these different steps, how did each of those progressions lead you to heyday and where you are now? I started in architecture. Um, I think I knew I knew pretty quickly through the course of that that I wasn't going to end up being an architect per se. I appreciated the craft. I absolutely loved that it sort of married a bit of art and a bit of science. Um, and there was such a rigor and organization to how you how you thought. There was a creative, um, but there was structure to it. Um, and I think that gave me a, a lens on how to how to craft an idea, how to communicate an idea um, visually and with words. Right after college, my first job was actually, um, I was hired as a designer, but this architect had a furniture line on the side. And the, the first day I started, the person who ran the furniture line um, quit. And so she said, can you fill in and kind of run this thing for a while? So it wasn't the side of creation, but it was the side of actually shepherding the pieces of the business. And I realized how much I really enjoyed that. There was a side of me that enjoyed kind of the, the bringing the business to life. I didn't have to be the creative coming up with the ideas per se, but really kind of creating, uh, creating the shape and the vessel for it. You know, as I brought that, I think, to heyday, I just, I love the idea of creating something from scratch. What I love about hospitality is just how many uh, facets there are to it. There's usually a physical location. There's an experience that a consumer is having. There's an experience an employee is having. Um, there's real estate involved. There is design. Um, there, there's just so much complexity to it. And to be able to kind of build build an experience like that from scratch was kind of too too good of an opportunity to pass up with with something like this. One, one of the chief focuses of our season this year for Outside the Box is thinking about time. Mm -hmm. And I can sort of reflect on, on my career path that led me to where I sit today. Moving through those iterations of architecture, design, stories you shared, do you ever think any of that was wasted time or was it just one more step along the path to make you the better version of who you are today? 
I definitely reflect on that because there are moments I think, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you look back and think, if, oh, if I'd chosen this, if I know what I know now, I might have done something differently. But, you know, it does sound like the, the textbook answer, but I do think everything you do kind of leads to the next thing. And I've learned, I think, through my career a lot more from things that I, I didn't like or experiences that I didn't like. It doesn't make them less valuable. In fact, I think it kind of makes them more valuable. Where did the name Heyday come from? Naming naming is absolutely the hardest thing. Um, that was that was a really hard part of the journey. As we were sitting around, we looked a lot at, at SoulCycle or Sweetgreen, some of the sort of successful brands uh, that that we admire. But those names, if you kind of think about it, I always used to joke. Well, you know, you know what SoulCycle is because you're familiar with it. But it it could be a, a charity ride in the South. Like it it may not be a you know a spinning studio that started in New York that you know of. Um, and a name is kind of only new the first time you hear it. So. It was a big push to say, let's broaden the the meaning of the name a little bit. And if we aren't doing facials and we're not selling products, what is the what is somebody walking away with when they leave our shop? Um, and that was something that I think everybody was was quick to be able to answer. In the short term, you feel great. Like you have a facial, you're glowing, you're relaxed, you've just had great facial massage. Like you should leave kind of feeling feeling mellow, feeling you know on top, um, and 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 that there's that short term gratification. But I think with skincare, there's something deeper there. We are building, um, you know, we're building confidence in some people. We're making a change in others. And you're doing something for, you know, the largest organ in your body. You're taking care of it for the long term. So how do we, we said, okay, how do we reconcile that? How do we come up with a word that means feeling great in the short term and taking care of yourself in the long term, which is this idea of kind of being in your prime. So kind of like everybody does, went to thesaurus.com and was like, what words mean the idea of prime and feeling great? all the time. And Heyday kind of popped up on the list. And um, we know a lot more goes into that than, than just skincare, but that's, that's where we start and that's what we do. Tell me about your co-founder. How well do the two of you still work together? We have a yin and yang um, in terms of skill set and focus that it kind of allows us to, to divide and conquer um, and and double our time in that essence. But I think in the you know in the center you have to have the same values and the same beliefs and the same vision for where a company is going to go because there are you know you do have to have that common foundation to fall back on. Um, so we're always trying to hack time to try to uh, to build more time into the day to to do things together. Lately, it's carving out the the time for the big picture um, and and moving away from I think some of the smaller day to day things to allow you the space uh, to think, to innovate, to gain inspiration from from uh, from just kind of taking a look at things from from a much different position than executing um, kind of every single day. It's the luxury of being able to stop and pause and think, and I think that that is that is something that our, our clients get when they can come into the you know and, and to get a treatment. Um, but it's certainly I, I that's a that's definitely a luxury to be able to stop and, and think. As an entrepreneur, you're working many many hours beyond what uh, I believe you said a few moments ago. Not working the typical nine to five schedule. It makes so many demands on your time and on your life. How do you take time for yourself? And if you don't mind sharing, um, what exactly do you like to do? It's it's kind of being brutal with priorities. I haven't been the best at it, but uh, you know, blocking out time to make sure you're sleeping seven to eight hours a night, I think, is something I'm trying for. For me, I I would say three things: some active time, gym time 
fitness workout, that's really important to me. It's time when you're not holding a digital device, which is, seems to be the other 23 hours of the day <laughs> as things are right now. And it's often, I think, when I come up with a lot of my best ideas. The second thing is um, I actually leave the city. My partner and I... Um, have a place in upstate New York. Um, and I think through the process of, of starting this company, I've actually realized how much of an introvert I am in the sense that that I get my energy from quiet and, and I recharge from spending time alone or, or in, a, in a less populated environment. And the third thing is I love organizing things. I've loved organizing closets since I was a kid. Um, you can you find the you see the chaos, and then you kind of put it in put it in order, and you check it off the list, and it's done. And you, you check back in in four weeks and see if it's see if it's uh, see if you've done it right, and they're they're kind of living living well with it. I just I think it's I think it's a lovely it's a lovely thing. It, it drives my partner crazy, but um, I usually send him a tornado emoji, and that means don't come home because I'm tearing up the closets, and then you know two hours later it's safe. Well, I vow to you, if you and I weren't separated by a time zone in about seven states, I would employ <laughs> your your expertise on this right now. Uh, hopefully, I'll get there eventually. Real quickly, tell me about how technology has helped with Heyday. I, I'm a huge fan of technology, um, but I'm also a huge fan of it in the workplace when it helps people do their job better. And I know that sounds simple, but I think there's a lot of tech for tech's sake, um, apps maybe where there doesn't need to be one. There's, there's a, you know, it's, it's very easy to kind of go down the rabbit hole of, of technology to have bells and whistles. And um, we've really tried to focus on technology. I, I would say in this first phase of the business, more in the background, um, we track a lot uh, in our treatments. Um, so when you come in the first time, you're going to fill out a form with some of your health history, your skincare history, so we can kind of craft a, a, a safe and effective treatment for you. And then with every visit you have, the therapist that's working on you in the background is taking notes on um, your skin analysis, the conditions you're experiencing, um, what your own goals are, as well as kind of all the products that, that we've used on you throughout the steps of the treatment. And then afterwards, there's also some inputs of, um, you know, what we what you should focus on for next time and some product recommendations. Um, and those go to our clients in an email afterwards. But this database, I think, that we've built helps helps us do our job better. It gives us a record. So if you come back and see somebody different or, you know, in the near future or you go to a different city and see us, uh, we can pull up your record and see what you've done, what you've liked, what you've purchased. And I think that can really kind of support a good hospitality experience um, and kind of help us do our job better at a person-to-person level. And then I think thinking broadly, it also allows us to kind of step back and look at the data and say what trends are going on. What what does skin look like in New York City versus you know, clients in Los Angeles per se. I mean, weather, stress, environment, all these things kind of play into into the health um, and conditions of our skin. And to be able to step back and look at the numbers big picture like that is 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 been really amazing. What do you think the uh, the success of Heyday says about the future of what we previously suspected about spa services and maybe how you're changing the game? You know, I think traditional spa services lived under this uh, world of beauty and pampering. Like if you Google 
a spa service or a facial, you're going to see a, a lady with perfect hair with a white towel. It's like this total make-believe world that I think you know exists in very in a very you know um, small pocket. But that's not everybody, and it's not every day. And I think people are when it's gratifying when our clients talk about us not as pampering, but as self-care, as a way to take care of themselves. Um, we see a lot more guys come into our shop than I think an average spa does, and that's really encouraging too. A therapist said once at one of our orientations about why she got into skincare, and she said, well, it's because, you know, our parents teach us how to brush our teeth, but nobody ever taught us how to wash our face. And it's true. I don't, I don't, nobody really teaches you that. And, and, and to be able to build a brand where someone can teach you about your skin, how to take care of it, and kind of how to walk through life feeling confident about that and about the, the face that you face the world with every day, I think that that's something strong that we can build, build a brand on that, um, you know, extends certainly well, well beyond New York um, and, and into a much wider, wider set of people. How do you advise men who might be reluctant to come in? We usually start with, it just feels really great to have somebody take care of your skin for an hour. I mean, if you haven't had a facial massage, if you haven't had your, your face massaged, it's uh, it's pretty lovely. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not feminine. It's not, it's not gendered per se. Skin is skin. Everybody's got the, everybody's got the same skin essentially. Um, and so really it's just about being taken care of for an hour. Um, if you've had a massage, it's, it's, you know, it's in, in a similar vein to that. So I think it's, it's, it has nothing to do with gender. I think that that's been built up because of the environment facials have always lived in. Um, and, and that's something we've certainly tried to decouple and, and make more accessible for everybody. Prior to meeting you, I, I, I'm guilty of thinking that for any, anything like a facial or any type of treatment like that, which Full disclosure, never had one. You would go to a spa to do that. Bring me through your front doors there in Manhattan or maybe soon in Los Angeles. Bring me in and tell me and show me what's different about Heyday that I might not get in one of those conventional spots. The first thing you'll notice when you walk into a heyday in New York is it's on the ground floor. Um, and that was a big decision for us. Obviously, rent is a lot higher when you're on the ground floor, but you have visibility um, and people can literally, there's transparency. They can see inside and see what's going on and kind of explore it. So you walk in, you're greeted by an incredibly friendly front desk. Um, and if you're there to shop, there are products on the on the shelf for you to shop. And if you're there for a service, you're, you're greeted, you check in and you wait for a short period of time. Um, and your therapist comes and gets you and brings you through this space. And the first thing you're going to notice through this space is it's not a quiet hallway. It's not dark. There's not a separate treatment room that you're in behind closed doors with one other person. Um, there are, in our first store, there are eight stations and there are, they're semi-private. So there's some walls between them and some curtains because we know people want to talk about their skin and that can sometimes feel kind of intimate. But overall, there's a, there's a vibe. You hear the buzz of other clients talking. Um, you hear a playlist of music that can range from soul to kind of what I call tropical disco, uh, things that are relaxing. You might hear Stevie Nicks, um, but aren't sort of this otherworldly place. Um, and you're there for 50, 60, maybe 75 minutes, um, and you're kind of moved back into the world, out onto the street. You left work at 6 o'clock. You can still show up at a 7 o'clock dinner after having a facial and glowing and kind of looking great um, and hopefully having, having had a, a great experience and a great conversation with a therapist. And people are trying to cram so much of their lives into a limited amount of time. It seems to me that sort of customer service aspect of it really seems to be time-centric and focused 
toward that client you're trying to attract. Is that right? Yes, definitely. Our our client is time-strapped first and foremost. It's sort of a young working professional who's busy, um, probably working longer than nine to five, but also still wanting to squeeze in all those other things, I think, that that make your day um, engaging and active, going to the gym, um, eat, you know, having a meal out or grocery shopping or cooking or, you know, taking care of yourself, meditation, facials, whatever it is. But there's a lot, obviously, to cram, kind of cram into the day. People, today we look for time to be still useful. I mean, that's interesting because as we set up the business, we knew that time was something that people mentioned was a deterrent to getting a facial, that it took too much time, that it was something you had to do on a weekend and it would take kind of two hours out of your day, three hours in this sort of meandering experience, and they wanted it quicker. Um, so when we opened, we had a 30-minute treatment and a 50-minute treatment, knowing that both of those could kind of get you, get you in and out in an hour but still get good work done. Um, and actually, our hypothesis was that more people would, the time-strapped New Yorker was going to pick the 30-minute treatment. Um, and today, we're looking at 80% of our of our treatments are the 50-minute treatment. Um, so I think people, and people want to stay longer because it feels great. Um, and I think it, it's about that meaningful experience. I think if we're talking about luxury of time, I, I think... Uh, an experience, an experience. First off, is something that I think people uh, there's a luxury to being able to engage in an experience, um, and I think also thing you know a meaning spending your time meaningfully and and with human touch and human interaction. I think that kind of slows time down a bit, um, and I see that with our clients. There's a connection and a moment that can happen whether it's with yourself or with a therapist, um, even in even in 50 minutes that I think can can change the trajectory certainly of your day, but potentially your week or your month ahead. Michael, seriously, uh, uh, thank you so much for that. This was this was a great time. Pleasure, and uh, yeah, if you're in New York, let us know. We'll have you in the shop for sure. Well, I for one am definitely inspired to take more time for myself. Next time on the show, we talk with Rent the Runway and Jet Black co-founder Jenny Flies. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was that eight-year-old at a, you know, who wanted to spend every weekend and every summer day at operating a lemonade stand and took it very seriously. I scoped out like the ideal prime real estate corner and would get out there first thing in the morning before anyone else could take it. That's next time on Outside the Box. Also, if you like what you hear, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. It helps others find the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.